Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is the Real Movies Podcast. So it's just me today. Um, we I know this is our first episode since our Oscar special, and there's just been so much that's been going on since then that uh, I just wanted to get in here and I wanted to blow through some things really quick and uh, just talk about everything that I've been seeing and noticing going on in the movie world over the past several weeks. Um, so when we last left everybody, we um, had made our picks for the Oscars this year, and um, it's been so long now, and I, and I don't have the paper with me, but I believe that I won the uh, Frankly Done Oscar pool. Uh, Dan came in a close second, and then Frankie... Uh, the fact that Frankie hadn't seen any of the Oscar bait movies this year uh, kind of caught up to him a little bit. So, uh, oh well, you know, hopefully uh, everybody fares better next year and we'll look for another fun race in 2018. Um, I'm sure if you uh, watched the Oscar telecast or um, were on the internet at all the following week, you heard about the controversy about uh, the Best Picture uh, Award. Uh, what had happened was... Um, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway presented Best Picture, and uh, Faye Dunaway accidentally announced the wrong winner. She she called uh, La La Land the Best Picture. Uh, that was not the case. Uh, somebody from uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers, who handles the the uh, handing out of the awards at the at the Oscars, uh, the guy that was in charge of handing the envelopes out gave Warren Beatty the wrong envelope because he was too distracted, apparently, tweeting about Emma Stone backstage to pay attention to where they were in the lineup. Um, so Moonlight won Best Picture. Um, and I don't know, I think it's it's a good choice, but I think that, uh, personally, it wasn't, it wouldn't be my, you know, number one best movie of the year pick. Uh, even out of those nominees, I think Manchester by the Sea was the best. Slightly disappointed that it didn't win, but um, but Moonlight Moonlight's good, and I think uh, it's an important movie, and uh, it's really really cool that a lot of people have pointed out that uh, it's had like a one point five million dollar budget and it won Best Picture. I think uh, in the days following, I saw that adjusted for inflation, it's the cheapest Best Picture winner ever made. Um, so that's so that's pretty cool. It says something you know a lot about the value of indie film today, and um, it should be pretty exciting going forward to see. Uh, where the Oscars go uh, in the future if they continue to reward kind of the big Hollywood stuff or um, if they choose to reward um, more uh, niche fare. So that'll be pretty neat um, in the years to come. Gosh, uh, this is going to be a long episode. I'm just scrolling through some of the stuff I've put on my Twitter recently, and there's just so many things. Um, We got a new trailer for Alien Covenant at the end of February. Um, You should probably know by now whether or not you're excited for that. Um, I believe this is going to be a sequel to Prometheus. came out a few years ago, and I don't know, this Alien this alien movie looks pretty good. I don't know, I thought Prometheus looked good and I wasn't a fan, but I like generally like uh, the Alien movies, uh, especially the first two, and uh, I don't know, this one looks like it could be pretty neat, so um, I like the, uh, some of the effects look really, really cool, and I like that it seems to be getting back to uh, a horror uh, atmosphere, and uh, that should be pretty neat. I think that comes out at some time. Memorial Day, I think. Uh, I think it comes out. Uh, speaking of Memorial Day, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, 
dropping all sorts of content. Uh, I think we've had maybe one or two trailers since we last had this show. Um, again, that's another one that you should know if you're gonna if you're stoked for it or not. I think it looks awesome. Uh, I'm sure Dan and Frankie think it looks awesome. Uh, that's definitely one we're looking forward to seeing coming up here uh, later this spring. Um, and then I'm just I'm scrolling through my Twitter looking at some of the things because a lot of the big headlines I've I've shared thoughts on. If you follow me on Twitter at the Real Benny C, you can see all of this. But uh, a couple of things about Christopher Nolan's movie Dunkirk uh, that's coming out later this summer. Um, I know I personally have uh, I'm looking forward to it, but I I don't know I my hype for it is basically non-existent. I think I was excited at the fact that Christopher Nolan was making another movie, but um, it's since come out uh, that it's going to have a PG-13 rating. Um, and I don't know. I, I can't remember the last time I saw a good PG-13 war movie, if ever. Um, and I don't know. So, But it's Chris Nolan, and depending on what you think of him, it could be good, it could be bad. Uh, he did say in an article uh, recently that this will be his most experimental film. Um, it could mean a whole lot of things. Uh, and that's kind of saying something, especially for the guy that made uh, Memento, which is a movie where the narrative is basically reversed. It, it begins basically at the end and then kind of works its way backward. Uh, that and then also his movie Following, uh, which is an incredible little film if you've never seen it. Um, that's I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. So um, I don't know. Uh, definitely one to look forward to uh, coming out later. I think in July, I think it comes out. Um, Aero Video is bringing its Donnie Darko uh, 4K restoration to Blu-ray in the United States uh, sometime in April. And I retweeted this sometime at the beginning of March. Uh, the AV Club tweeted out that uh, Donnie Darko will be returning to theaters. And at the time that the tweet went out, 30 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, and 12 seconds. Um, and if you've seen Donnie Darker, you know that that sequence of numbers is kind of a motif for the end of the world. Um, and I just thought that that was kind of a, a fun little clever thing that, uh, little thing from the AV club. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, oh, there was, this was funny. Um, there was a London, a movie theater in London that pranked, uh, uh, it's moviegoers by showing 20 seconds of La La Land before, uh, a screening for Moonlight. Uh, and that was about a week or two after the Oscars. And I, I just, I wish I'd been there for that. That would have been, that would have been great to be part of. Uh, I'm sure the crowd, uh, probably hated it for a minute and then, you know, realized the joke and uh, hopefully they were in good, they were, uh, they were happy about it. Um, but also following up on more Oscar news, um, if you've listened to any of that situation whatsoever, um, the Academy will no longer be working with PricewaterhouseCooper to, uh, kind of determine what, uh, how, basically what they do is they tabulate the votes that they get from the, um, Academy voters, uh, to determine the awards. And then they're also in charge of handing out the envelopes where they announce, uh, the winners. And, um, so since this flood this year, they have since dropped PricewaterhouseCoopers. And I guess next year they're going to be taking up a new accounting firm to help them. Um, and that's kind of interesting because, uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers has been doing this for, I think close to 30 years. Uh, maybe longer. I don't know. Um, but they've been doing it a long time and they've been partnered with the Academy for so, so many years that I was, I was, uh, very uh, surprised to see. I mean, I was surprised, but I wasn't all that surprised, um, to see that they dropped them after this one snafu. But I guess if you mess up best picture, that's pretty bad. So, um, 
So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, next year with that. And then, of course, uh, Logan came out the first weekend of March. Uh, I went to I went to go see it with Dan and Frankie, and um, they brought uh, more friends of theirs, and we had a good time. Uh, we had fun. I know that Dan and I didn't didn't really love Logan uh, that much. It seemed like we at the, at the time I remember thinking, man, we were probably the only two in the world. And then, luckily, I had you know another uh, another friend or two somewhere. Uh, a buddy of mine in Nashville saw it and said that he didn't really care for it much either. Um, but it's just been getting so much hype. This is another one that um, I was really really excited for, and um, <clears throat> you know the reviews made it seem really great. And you know I'm sure I'm like, okay, this is going to be a really good movie. I'm really looking forward to this. Everybody's like, oh, it's the Dark Knight of the X Men universe, and uh, I'm like. And then, and then we see it, and and it's like, man, I don't know. I just, I gotta, maybe I gotta see it again in a different headspace. But like, it, it just, it didn't do much for me. And it was, I know that it's like, it should be the Wolverine movie that everybody's been dying to see, and you know, it's kind of like a hard, hard boiled, R rated, you know, Wolverine violence. And there's like, it's really graphic and nasty and mean. And, but, but it's, it, it is a good story and it's, I think it's the, definitely the best of the solo Wolverine movies, but it just, you know, all that stuff that they're, you know, banking on fans to love about, you know, the fact that they're doing an R rated Wolverine movie, I couldn't be bothered, honestly. Like uh, the fact that, you know, he was slicing guys heads off this time and blood was going all over the place and it just, it didn't do anything to add to the Wolverine experience than any of the previous X-Men any of his like previous X-Men appearances, in my opinion. Um, uh, there, I don't know. There were stretches of this that were just really kind of a slog to get through. There was, um, I, I hesitate to say that it was boring, uh, but it was just, you'd think for, uh, you know, in a movie like this, the narrative would be a bit more, and the dialogue might be a bit more punchy. Um, but, uh, that wasn't the case. And, um, also it was, if you saw it, you know, a couple of characters kind of, without spoiling a couple of characters kind of, you know, go by the way, fall by the wayside in relatively unceremonious manner. Um, and that bothered me, uh, very much actually. Um, so I, I don't know if you want to read my full review on that. I can't remember if I even put a full review up. I don't know if I did. Um, I, normally I say go to the real movies blog.wordpress.com, but I've been really busy lately trying to get, uh, you know, a job situation worked out and just, uh, shuffling some priorities um, that I guess I didn't really get uh, the chance to do a full review on the blog of Logan, but I did share a pretty decent paragraph uh, on my Facebook, my personal Facebook. Uh, I think I put it on the Real Movies, uh, the Real Movies blog Facebook page as well. Uh, so go ahead and check that out if you want to really get into some more of my thoughts on Logan. I just, I, I, I again, I encourage everybody to see it. I had friends asking me on Thursday night after I saw it what I thought because they were excited to go see it. And I told him, I said, if you're, you know, if you were like me and this was like one of your most anticipated of the year, you're probably going to be disappointed. Um, but again, I always tell people just go see, you know, go see the movie, whatever. If you've been looking forward to it, if you're curious about it, always, always go see, always go see it regardless of what reviews say or what other people think. Um, so I just think the, your personal connection with art is what matters. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, what somebody else tells you to think about something. It, what matters is what makes movies cool and art in general cool is that you are free to make your own opinion about it. 
and I encourage everybody that I come across to do that. Um, so, so yeah, go see it. Go throw your money at it. Uh, it's it's a good movie. It's just not, in my opinion, the bet like what all it's cracked up to be. Um, so that's that. We'll move on. <laughs> that's Logan. Um, you know, we got we got apparently there's a Pirates of the Caribbean five coming out this year. Dead Men Tell No Tales. I just think this looks like. I guess there was a new, a new trailer, and I think there was a new trailer here in the states, and then there was another one that came out internationally, and it was and had a little bit of different footage in it. Um, apparently, we're getting young Jack Sparrow in this, played by a CGI Johnny Depp, and it looks as bad as you as that sounds. <laughs> so, and just I don't know this this movie looks like all of the other Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It just it looks there's another like zombie ghost pirate army. That comes after Johnny Depp, and I, I don't know. It's, it just it bothers me that pro, there are a lot of people that don't even know that there was a fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie, um, which again isn't it's not a it's not great, but at least it, you know it wasn't quite as bloated and overdone as episodes uh, number three or whatever at World's End. Um, so those movies just got progressively bigger and bigger, and they got progressively worse. Um, and this one just looks so uninspired. Um, I don't know. I, obviously, I will see it because I've been a longtime fan of the series and of jo- Jack uh, Johnny Depp and the character. But just this, this looks so so unoriginal. Like they didn't really. I, I don't know if if this is really what they decide to do for a fifth. And apparently, they're working on a sixth Pirates movie as well. We got to ditch the whole zombie ghost pirate pirate crew thing. There's got to be another way to do this. Uh, I don't know, but that's another one that's coming out sometime in May or June um, that I will be that I will be seeing regardless. Um, and then after that, we were starting to get into, uh, I guess Kong Skull Island uh, was the next one that came out, um, and I really enjoyed Kong Skull Island. Uh, I really, really dug it. Uh, I was surprised very much at how good this movie was. Um, this was one that I got to see. I was um, fortunate enough to see it a couple of days early, and I got to go on my own. Um, Dan and Frankie were not there. I have no idea if they've seen it yet or not. Um, but it's just such a cool adventure movie. It's kind of like a cross between Jurassic Park and Apocalypse Now. Um, I moved the phone way over here. I wasn't supposed to do that. Okay, um, if you heard that, uh, like I said, uh, Kong Skull Island. Um <sighs> Uh, that's another, I do have a review for this on the Real Movies blog, and um, I highly encourage you to check that out, and I encourage you to go see this movie. Basically, if you saw 2014's The Godzilla movie that came out in 2014, uh, this is going to be in the same little cinematic universe. So they're setting up a, a KCU, as it were, or a Kaiju cinematic universe. And um, so there's going to be, I guess, a Godzilla 2 uh, sometime next year, and then there's going to be a King Kong versus Godzilla uh, in like 2020 or something like that. Um, so uh, if you do go see Kong Skull Island, if you haven't seen it already, make sure you stay till the end of the credits. It's got a stinger that is one of my all-time favorite stingers. Um, what else? John C. Riley basically steals the show. There is so much awesome. Uh, monster action in this. Um, it's got, I, I thought, uh, some people, I've seen some criticisms, they didn't really like the human characters, but I thought the human characters in, in this movie were terrific. Um, 
Samuel L. Jackson's in there, John Goodman, Brie Larson, uh, Tom Hiddleston, uh, Jason Mitchell and Corey Hawkins, both from um, uh, Straight Outta Compton. Um, you got Thomas Mann from Project X. Uh, decent little cast. And uh, I thought all of them were great. Um, like I said, John C. Riley really steals the show. He's kind of the, the, the character he plays is a guy who's been stranded on the island for like uh, 25 years or something. And the shtick is almost like a cross between Dr. Steve Brulee and um, Dale Doback. So it's like just kind of a goofy, classic John C. Riley character. It's really fun. Um, and then, like I said, the special effects are just unbelievable. Um, the monster action is, is amazing. Like you should definitely see this on IMAX if you can. 3D would be super cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it is, I mean, honestly, it really is a big, dumb, stupid summer monster movie, but it's just so just full of, you know, it's, it's why we go to, it's why we go to movies in the summertime, you know, it's, it's the perfect example of, you know, a blockbuster formula that really, really works. So, um, go ahead and check that out. Uh, highly recommend Kong Skull Island. Um, and then we had a little bit of tragedy. Uh, I guess this was before a couple of days before Kong came out. Um, Robert Osborne, uh, longtime, uh, host of Turner classic movies passed away. Um, I believe it was of natural causes in his home. So at least that's good, but, uh, really sad to lose, um, an icon guy I looked up to. Um, uh, that's just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, for some reason, when I heard this news, I kept thinking of uh, Bill Hader doing the uh, impressions of him on Saturday Night Live and uh, how funny I th always thought that was. But I just, when he died, I was like, all I wanted to do that day was just, you know, pour a glass of bourbon and go watch Double Indemnity or go watch uh, It's a Wonderful Life or uh, Casablanca or some, you know, just some classic drama. Um, he was just, he was just such a, you know, a consummate professional and a, uh, really, really bright, smart guy, uh, knew just about everything about anything you'd ever want to know about movies. I aspire to be like this guy. Um, so that's Robert Osborne, uh, sad to see him go. Um, yeah, following that, I don't know what else we can follow that up with. Apparently Indiana Jones 5 is happening. That's another sequel we don't need, uh, with Harrison, with Harrison Ford. Uh, that'll be coming in 2019. They do not have a plot yet, uh, but Steven Spielberg is on board to direct, and Harrison Ford will be playing Indiana Jones again. Uh, they haven't confirmed or denied yet if they're going to go with, like, a young guy in the, you know, doing the adventurer's part, uh, or what. I don't, who, who knows? I don't know. Freaking Indiana Jones 5. And Disney has it now, so, so that, that was part of the, uh, um, the Lucasfilm deal. When they came, uh, when Star Wars went to Disney, they also got Indiana Jones because it's all, it's all Lucasfilm. Um, so I don't, I, and, and yeah, it's kind of funny because Disney's really technically had their fingers all over Indiana Jones and Star Wars for decades. Um, you know, if you've been to Disney, Disney World or Disneyland, you've got the Star Tours ride and there's at least one or two Indiana Jones rides. Um, so it's really not surprising that, uh, you know, to, to eventually see one of the films come from Disney. Uh, so who knows? Could be, could be decent. Uh, I have zero to, zero to, I mean, no expectations at all. I can't speak. Uh, if you haven't noticed, if you've ever listened to me on my own, I cannot talk. Um, but bear with me. We're, we're, we're trudging right along. Um, a friend of mine named Cody, uh, really talented cinematographer, uh, put an idea in my head 
with a tweet he had, and now it's basically all I can think about. He says, I would love to see Alejandro Jodorowsky do, is it, Al, is it Alejandro? I'm going to kick myself. It's not Alejandro. Yep, it is Alejandro Jodorowsky. I would love to see Alejandro Jodorowsky do a dead, a, a, not a Deadpool. I'm totally ruining this moment. God damn it. Uh, I would, Cody says, I would love to see Alejandro Jodorowsky do a Doctor Strange movie. Um, if you're familiar at all with Jodorowsky's work, highly stylized visuals, uh, it's really, really trippy. Um, he had a Dune movie that didn't, that never got made. Um, that was, that looked like it would have been absolutely mind blowingly incredible. Um, so that's, I don't know. That's all I can think about. I I wish, uh, the guy would give it a shot someday, maybe for the sequel, but I like Scott Derrickson. So, uh, who knows? Um, what else do we get? Speaking of more superheroes, uh, the first official images from Thor Ragnarok came out, courtesy of Entertainment Weekly, and this movie looks unbelievably awesome. Uh, I'm just so thrilled. Like, we got our first look at Kate Blanchett. Um, who else is in this? Looks like Tessa Thompson um, and Jeff Goldblum. Oh my God! Like, if you haven't seen these pictures, um, definitely get on Google or on EntertainmentWeekly.com. And look for the Thor Ragnarok photos. Uh, just so much color. Um, Thor's got a new haircut. Apparently he doesn't have Mjolnir in this movie. The hammer. Uh, it just, I don't know. Uh, there's, it's, it, it's, it's so freaking awesome. And I just, uh, Taika Waititi, who's done, who I was, another guy that I was shocked to see get involved with a superhero movie at a big studio. Um, he did Hunt for the Wilder People and, uh, uh, what was that other movie that was really great? What We Do in the Shadows. And um, I believe him and um, Jermaine Clement worked together on uh, Flight of the Concords on HBO. So just like really, really crazy, you know, off the wall, sort of like New Zealander comedy um, coming to do a big, a big Marvel flick. And I'm just, <laughs> you can tell he's got, he kind of had his way with this and that looks so awesome. So. Uh, definitely, uh, get online and check out the Thor Ragnarok picks if you haven't yet. Um, also got the first image from Jurassic World 2, if anybody's interested. Um, uh, Trip Colin Trevorrow is not directing. Um, it is now a guy named J.A. Bayona who, di- who did, um, a movie called A Monster Calls. He also did, I believe, a movie called The Impossible. Um, both really, really great films. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I think, I think this movie's in good hands. Um, and this first image is pretty neat. It's a girl standing in like a museum in front of all these dinosaur bones. Um, it looks like it could be pretty cool. Uh, what else am I seeing? Um, oh, uh, Terrence Malick's new movie, Song to Song, um, which uh, to me it looked. I saw the trailer for it, and it looked like basically if Malick had made La La Land. And I was like, you know what? That might be pretty good. And so. Um, uh, I guess it screened at South by Southwest, and uh, the reviews, I mean, it's Terrence Malick, so he's pretty divisive as of late, and that really didn't change here, from what I've heard. You know, people are going to either love it or hate it, um, but I'm excited to check that out later this year. Um, apparently, uh, a guy named Luca Guadagnino is working on a uh, remake of Suspiria, uh, Dario Argento's classic, uh, classic horror film, Suspiria. Um, and word was, I think with, you know, either today or yesterday that it's finished and could potentially be out this year. Um, 
I don't know. I'm trying not to read too much into this because uh, Suspiria is such a is such a beloved classic that the the thought of like a re a reboot or a remake of any kind just blows my mind. And I just I I don't know. But apparently the this filmmaker is really good. Um, I have yet to see any of his work, but um, friends that I have that have seen his movies are like over the moon that uh, he's involved with this. So who knows? It could be really great. Um, that's Suspiria. Who knows? Uh, what else do we have? Um, oh, Deadpool 2. I guess they have a cast uh, casting announcement for Domino. Uh, if you watch the end credits of Deadpool, uh, you know, he was talking about Cable and Domino, two characters that they're uh, trying to get for this sequel. Um, and I believe uh, the announcement was Zazie Beetz is going to play Domino. She was... Um, uh, Donald Glover's uh, girlfriend on the TV show Atlanta, and uh, she was phenomenal on that show. Uh, really, really, really great. And I just, I never thought of her in a superhero role before, but when somebody, when I saw this tweet that said, uh, Zazie Beetz is going to play Domino in Deadpool 2, I was like, oh my god, that's perfect. You know, like, now, like, she's literally the only person I would want to see in that role. And, um, so I, I just, I, that it, I'm, I'm so stoked. I'm so, so excited for Deadpool too. If I wasn't already, um, I certainly am now, uh, I will be first to line up for that. Um, so that's Deadpool two. And then, uh, Oh, get out, uh, crossed a hundred million dollars at the domestic box office. Um, apparently that movie only had a $4 million budget, but the big storyline about get out is that, um, it's the first, uh, debut film from an African-American filmmaker to gross more than a hundred million dollars, um, at the domestic box office. So, uh, that's a, that's a massively huge deal. So, so great. I'm thrilled for Jordan Peele. And, um, I really, really hope that he continues, uh, making quality, uh, quality films going down the line. Uh, I think he's got a long career ahead of him. Um, if you've not thrown your money at this one yet, please do so. It, uh, it very much is deserving of your dollar. Um, and I think the Blu-ray should be coming out sometime this summer. Um, definitely we'll be picking that up. Um, let's see what else. Oh, Terry Gilliam finally apparently is filming the man who killed Don Quixote. He's been working on this for like 40 years. I feel like, uh, that's, I don't know. Good for him. You know, this is a guy that's just talk about a passion project. You know, we talk about Martin Scorsese and how long it took him to get silence made. Terry Gilliam has been fighting just as hard, just as long if not longer, to get this Don Quixote flick made. So um, I hope it's his masterpiece. I know Brazil's great, and, you know, we love him in Monty Python, but for his sake, I hope The Man Who Killed Don Quixote is a masterpiece. Um, and speaking of masterpieces, uh, Edgar Wright may have one on his hands. <laughs> this movie, Baby Driver, looks awesome. Um, we got a trailer and a poster and all this stuff uh, came out of South by Southwest the other week. Um and it looks, it looks so, so, so fun. Um, if you're not familiar with any, any of Edgar Wright's work, or maybe you are and you just don't know it's him, but like, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, uh, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. Um, so if you can kind of imagine a little bit like that sort of lighthearted, colorful tone, but in a, like a, basically like the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. Um, that's pretty much what it is. I think uh, Edgar has said that this isn't really a comedy. It's more of a straight, like, action movie. But it, but it looks like just straight-up classic Edgar Wright. 
and I'm so excited. It looks really great. There's a trailer online. Um, go check it out. That's for a Baby Driver. It's got Ansel Elgort, uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, Lily James, John Bernthal, Jamie Foxx. It's going to be awesome. Um, Guy Ritchie. Uh, more news. Guy Ritchie is apparently doing uh, the live-action Aladdin remake for Disney. And I saw this headline that I thought was really – it was so cool that I thought it was worth sharing. Um, he's specifically seeking Middle Eastern actors for the core cast. That is a huge deal, uh, especially with you know all this controversy surrounding uh, movies like Ghost in the Shell – um, the Exodus Gods and Kings movie that came out recently, uh, Gods of Egypt also, um, just, you know, with people kind of concerned about the whole whitewashing thing. Um, I think it's really cool that, uh, we may eventually get like a huge, you know, studio movie with, um, proper, uh, ethnicities in the, in the proper roles. Um, and, you know, be, being able to have like a Middle Eastern hero, uh, as, you know, playing the classic Middle Eastern hero would be, I think that'd be, uh, so, so cool. And that's the way it should be done. Um, so props to Guy Ritchie for, for, for doing that. Um, also, uh, more trailers, more South by Southwest, Atomic Blonde starring Charlize Theron. Uh, basically, uh, this is John Wick with a girl or Jane Wick, as I like to say. Um, and it's funny because when I saw John Wick 2 this year, Loved it, obviously, but I was thinking the whole time I was like, it's gonna, it's only a matter of time before, you know, they do another sequel or spinoff and it's Jane Wick, like it's his sister or something. And I'm like, I would see that. And then I swear to you, not a week later, I see Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron and I read into it and I'm like, oh my God, this is Jane Wick. This is the movie I was thinking I wanted about halfway through John Wick 2. And I'm finally going to get it this year. I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm so surprised. And the trailer looks absolutely batshit amazing. Um, this is going to be another another blast. Uh, and I'm so stoked that it's Charlie's there. And I think if anybody's going to pull it off, it would be her. Um, yeah, my God. Get on and watch the trailer. There's a Red Band trailer. Uh, you can find it on Twitter. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Um, give that a watch. That's going to be, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. It'll be, from what I've heard, it's like Jason Bourne and John Wick. Uh, kind of rolled, like the best of those kind of rolled together. Um, it's got a little bit of like the, like the cinematography style of, um, I mean, it was reminding people of the raid and it was reminding some people of children of men. Apparently there's a couple of really long single take, uh, fight scenes and other shots that just blew everybody's minds at South by. And, um, so I'm so, so excited to see this. Um, that is Atomic Blonde, uh, I believe, another summer release coming uh, July 28th, it says. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, and then we got Beauty and the Beast, I guess. We're, we're basically, or almost caught up. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is out this week. Um, really good. It's not, you know, it's not as good as the original cartoon. It's not as good as some of the other classic live-action interpretations, but um, uh, worth your time. It's a good, it's a good... Um, date movie and it's good to take the family to, um, the music's been stuck in my head all week. I know, I know it's basically all the same classic songs, but they changed the lyrics for some of them and they added a few new songs. Um, and the acting is great. I, you know, a lot of people were concerned about who, you know, how the casting might turn out, but they really, they, they all did well. Emma Watson was really good as Belle. Dan Stevens was a great beast. Uh, who else you got? Luke Evans, uh, kind of surprised me as Gaston. I always thought that, uh, like Dwayne Johnson would be my ideal guest on, even if that's a little on the nose. Um, 
I was thinking, you know, but is that really any more on the nose than having Josh Gad as LeFou? Like, kind of the, the chubby, bumbling, funny sidekick character that he always plays in every movie he's ever done. I just, I don't know. But, uh, again, everybody's great. It's a fun movie. The visuals are unbelievable. Um, I didn't care for, there was a couple of, there was a couple of moments, especially early on, it seemed like the, the soundtrack was dubbed very poorly. Um, like during, honestly, like some of the songs you could tell people's mouths either weren't moving or, or, or it was just off by like a frame or two. Um, but that really bothered me. And, um, what else didn't I like about it? Um, you can read my review for this at, uh, the real movies blog.blogspot.com. Um, I gave it a B, just a solid B. Um, you know, it's, it's good. It's not great, but it's, but it's good. And I think that's fair. Um, so go check that out. Um, and I'm sure another one you're probably been, you've probably been excited for. And so I encourage, uh, again, I encourage everybody to get out to the movies as often as they can. Um, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm almost towards the end of all the news I, I wanted to talk about. Uh, apparently we're getting a, God, we're getting a Matrix reboot. Uh, okay. Starring, apparently, I think Warner Brothers wants Michael B. Jordan. Cool, I guess. Uh, I cannot, uh, I just, I saw this and I was like, you've got to be shitting me. I, just the fact that they want to reboot the Matrix. It's just, I don't know. It shouldn't surprise me, but I just, uh, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And it's a classic. I don't know what, I don't know what they're going to do. So. Uh, whatever. Uh, I don't know if I'll get to see that one. Uh, who knows? I, I don't know. Who am I kidding? I, I'll, I'll see it, but I, I, it's way at the bottom of my must-see list. Um, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, the Batman, more and more Warner Brothers uh, strife. The Batman has been delayed, and they're rewriting the whole script for that movie from scratch. Uh, who knows what's going to happen to Joe Manganiello as uh, dead, uh, Deathstroke. Um, I don't know. That's It'll be interesting to see how that one turns out. Probably, probably won't be all that great, but who knows? Um, and also, off in that same DC note, Aquaman has been pushed back two and a half months. Um, it was originally due out in October 2018. It's now coming Christmas of the same year. Um, I don't know. Uh, movies get pushed, dates get pushed around all the time, so uh, I doubt there's any reason for concern there. Um, Sony. As apparently moving forward with a Spider-Man spinoff called Venom, uh, presumably about Eddie Brock and the black spider spider suit and uh, the nasty character that uh, it won't be Topher Grace this time, but <laughs> it'll be that same character. Um, directed by a guy named Alex Kurtzman, who's hitherto done a lot of producing on big movies, uh, did a lot of work on the Transformers franchise. Um, I think he worked on Cloverfield, maybe? I don't know. Um, but that is another one that's coming, uh, down the pike in 2018, uh, and that's been officially announced. Um, another trailer, uh, Pixar's next movie, Coco, uh, about a young boy in Mexico who, um, I guess uncovers a mystery or, uh, supernatural mystery, uh, about his, one of his, uh, his, one of his favorite celebrities, I guess. Uh, looks like he's recently passed away, and so there's something uh, that he, I guess that it all comes down to the guitar that the guy had, and so he basically kind of goes on this quest to either find the guitar or 
do something with it, and um, it looks like he kind of uncovers a whole hidden uh, hidden world. Um, so it looks kind of fun. I got I got some serious Kubo and the Two Strings vibes, um, but that's okay. I really liked Kubo, so um, I think this will be cool. And it looks uh, like another you know really highly colorful and original Pixar movie. We're not getting another you know sequel here or anything like that. So um, this should be fun. Uh, that'll be out, I believe, Thanksgiving. Um, the last few things here. Um, Ken Russell. Uh, this, this is there's this movie. Uh, that was banned, uh, and highly, you know, cut all apart back in the 70s. It was a horror movie called The Devils. Um, and it was banned in the UK. Uh, I don't know, I don't know exactly what its, uh, fate was in the US at the time. I know that, uh, up to this point, it has not been released on home video. Um, or at least not, uh, on Blu-ray or on DVD in a very long time. Um, and, yeah, as far as I know, nobody can find it. Uh, especially not like the uncut versions. And, um, apparently, uh, Shudder, this, uh, streaming website that only exclusively does horror movies, apparently they have an unrated cut of this movie, The Devils. Um, another, you know, this is one of these things that has kind of been, you know, the horror film lovers, Holy Grail. Um, kind of like the Halloween 6 producer's cut that we got in the, in the box set a couple of years ago. Um, this has been another one that's kind of been at the top of everybody's list. Like if it ever came out, everybody was going to jump on it. It's now streaming on shutter. And, uh, <laughs> and I, and I canceled my subscription after Halloween. Um, and I will have to, uh, probably get that going up and going again before Warner brothers decides to pull it. Um, because, uh, people are convinced that there are, there's a contingency at Warner brothers that does not want this movie out there. Um, highly controversial. I think it's about, uh, nuns doing profane things. Um, so a little bit blasphemous from what I understand. Um, you know, and of course this is by, you know, mid seventies standards. So who knows what, what it is to, you know, how disturbing it is today. Um, but from, from what I've heard, it's just as, you know, it's just as shocking as it was back then. So, uh, I'm hoping to give that a shot pretty soon. Um, that's the look for it. It's the devils and it's streaming on shutter. Um, the very last thing that I want to mention, uh, is my buddy Tyler Keaton has finally wrapped, uh, writing the script for his first, uh, horror movie feature film. Um, this is a movie he wrote called Limbo Proper. Um, he hasn't really told me much about it. Um, it looks a little bit like, uh, I know that, I know his inspiration, he draws his inspiration from a lot of, you know, big horror icons. And so, uh, just if you, if you go to my Twitter or you go to his Twitter at only TK or, uh, visit dripping red cinephile. Um, I think that's is WordPress. I think it's dripping red cinephile.wordpress.com or it may just be dripping red cinephile.com. Um, you can check out the art for this movie. Really, really cool poster. Um, it looks like it's going to be kind of like, uh, a witch coven type thing. Uh, possibly got some neon demon influences here. Uh, I know he really, really loved the love. He enjoyed, um, Ann Biller's the love witch this year. Um, and I know he was trying to work some stuff into the, into the movie based on that. So, uh, who knows? I'm excited for him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he called on me to help him out. I'm sure he'll need all the help he can get, um, getting this made sometime next year. So, um, looks like he's looking to start pre-production this winter. So, um, that's limbo proper. Uh, keep your eye out. Uh, it'll be one to look out for in the coming years. Um, 
So yeah, uh, finally, God, I think that's I'm caught up on all the news I wanted to share. Um, it's been so long since we had an episode, and I'm really, really sorry about that. But uh, I'm glad that I could get on here and just uh, push through this and um, get get you what you need to know. And um, yeah, it'll be fun. So uh, stuff that's coming out, we got Power Rangers, Life, Chips, uh, I believe. What's that other one? Ghost in the Shell. These are these are the ones that are coming out uh, for the rest of uh, March. Um, so be looking forward to seeing uh, most, if not all, of those. Um, yeah, it's been a good year so far. I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, how, you know, generally the quality of movies that have been out these first three months, uh, vastly improved over a lot of, uh, a lot of recent years. So, um, hopefully that trend continues. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh my. And if I wanted to draw this out anymore, I could talk about, uh, train spotting too, which I got to see. Um, but I will share that review on the real movies, blog.blogspot.com. Um, I believe it will be out in Cincinnati this week by the time people hear this podcast. And so I hope, uh, my review will be published, uh, by the time you hear this. Um, so yeah, just be on the lookout, man. Go see, go see all the movies you can maybe check out the devils on shutter. Um, yeah. And then, uh, we'll see you next time. In the wise words of someone important, do it for cinema. (laughs) 